0: listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. The marijuana grown and sold today is far more powerful than it was decades ago. It can cause psychosis and brain damage, particularly among teenage users. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Laura Stack is the founder of an organization called Johnny's Ambassadors. Laura, there's a tragic story behind your organization, so let's begin with that story.
1: Yes, sadly, our 19-year-old son, Johnny, died by suicide after he became psychotic from using DABs, which are a potent marijuana concentrate, And we live in Colorado, where it was legalized for the very first time in 2012, and he was 12 years old. Sadly, he went to a party at 14 years old when he was a freshman in high school and used marijuana for the first time. And it was a five-year addiction, sadly, ending with his suicide after he thought the mob was after him.
0: You're also the author of a book called The Dangerous Truth About Today's Marijuana, telling Johnny's story in much more detail than we could in a short interview. How much different is today's marijuana than that of years ago?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, I think that many people like me who are in their, let's say, mid-50s, who perhaps used it themselves when they were teens, think of it, as I did, as, quote, just weed weed. When Johnny told me he was using, I thought he was talking about the same stuff I used when I was a kid, right? This was Jim's basement weed. And it, you know, eight of us passed around one joint for a couple hours and asked each other if we were high. You know, you kind of giggle and then go to Denny's afterward. Uh, That was the day of 1%, 2% THC per gram of flour, which is how it's measured. Today's flour can be a max of 40%, some strains sold legally in dispensaries, but the concentrates where they extract the THC from the plant and then concentrate it can be anywhere from 60% to 80% if there waxes, shatters, resins 90 percent. Some manufacturers are bragging they have created a 100 percent distillate to put into vapes. So these products are not anywhere near the same as what we used to smoke ingest. These products, these concentrates didn't even exist back in the day. So it is like night and day. It's the difference between, say, cocaine and crack.
0: Many people equate marijuana with alcohol use, and I know you've kind of touched on this already, but people think that they are equally dangerous if they're misused or overused. How do you see that?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, no substance is good for teens, and nothing should be promoted. Alcohol is clearly the most life-threatening substance that we have. Alcohol kills more people worldwide than any other substance. But THC is a very unique molecule in that it interacts differently with our brains than any other substance. Because THC molecularly is identical to our own natural neurotransmitter called anandamide, it tricks the brain into thinking it's the real thing and the brain allows it to bind to the cannabinoid receptors in the prefrontal cortex. Unfortunately, when the brain is forming as an adolescent, MRI studies show us that it inhibits the brain's natural formation. Basically, the pruning of the neural pathways And the protecting of the brain goes haywire when THC gets in those receptors. So it causes a thinner prefrontal cortex, literally meaning it weighs less. It has less volume. So THC causes brain damage and mental health issues in ways that other substances do not. It's just a different mechanism. Of course, we're not comparing substances, how good or bad they are.
0: And this is the reason that you think that this is a greater concern for young people as opposed to adults?
1: Well, we're seeing now with studies that are new, right? Not the old 20, 30-year studies that marijuana proponents love to cite, but there are no research studies out there to show there are any benefits of these high-potency THC extracts and concentrates for adolescents, zero. But we can show hundreds and hundreds of studies that show the harms, including very recent studies. We now know that 30% of young men ages 21 to 30 who have schizophrenia would not have had it had they not used marijuana. That is a National Institutes of Health From the United States, five decades of data and 7 million people that show us that study. We also know after many years of legalization in Ottawa, Canada, they now have stated that if you are a teen ages 14 to 18 and unfortunately a young man, if you show up in the emergency room with cannabis-induced psychosis... 41.3% of them will be diagnosed with schizophrenia within three years. So it is impossible to have a 41% genetic predisposition to schizophrenia. We know now with 100% accuracy that the THC use is causing these mental harms in our young people, sadly, especially young men. Not that it doesn't affect young women. It's just that the male brain takes longer to fully form. By the age of 28 to 30, they are now saying.
0: Our guest on InfoTrack is Laura Stack, the founder of an organization called Johnny's Ambassadors, and we're talking about THC and marijuana use among teenagers and what parents need to know about it. Obviously, social attitudes about marijuana have changed dramatically just in the past decade, as at least half the states now have given their stamp of approval to recreational marijuana use. Do you think that that makes it tougher for parents to convince teenagers about the dangers of marijuana?
1: Absolutely. I mean, when marijuana was legalized here in Colorado, the very first state to do so, they did a study of our teens and found a 55% decrease in the perception of harm. And why not? You can't blame these young people. Hey, you know, you adults all fought over making it legal. Clearly, it can't be harmful because why would you make anything legal that's bad for me? Well, of course, we know marijuana is legal. You can go buy that when you're 21, but that doesn't make it safe. You can go buy cigarettes when you're 21. Well, that doesn't mean that they don't cause harm. So that's actually a pretty low bar to say that just because it's legal, it's harmless because we know there are lots of other substances that are legal that are very bad for us. Instead, we really have to focus on the harms. We are sacrificing the mental stability of our young people on the altar of revenues, which in Colorado, for every dollar we take in in tax revenue, we spend Four and a half and a half dollars on the results of that marijuana use from crashes, from crime, a 600% increase in poisoning calls to the Rocky Mountain Control Center, behavioral health, emergency room visits, and on and on. So there is no financial formula that makes sense to make it legal.
0: If a parent is legally using marijuana, how do they have that conversation with their child and not appear to be hypocritical?
1: Well, they shouldn't when they have children, bottom line, because their children look to them as a role model. And we know in the research that if you are a mother and you use marijuana, regardless of what you say or how you think you're talking about it, 80% of those children will become marijuana users. And the dad, 90% of children will become marijuana users. I would say to any parent who is using To think about what you are demonstrating to your child. We have had so many parents when I do school assemblies and parent nights come up to me afterward in tears because they have even shared their marijuana with their child. And after I show them the MRI imaging and the SPECT graphs and how the dendritic structure is affected, They have no idea how much they were harming their child's brain, not on purpose, but they just don't understand that their brain is formed and there is no safe level of THC in the developing adolescent brain.
0: Laura, do you have any final words of advice that you can offer to parents who wonder, maybe they don't really know if their teenager is using marijuana, or maybe they just think it's part of being a teenager?
1: I would say that that is exactly what I thought. You know, my son got a perfect SAT score in math. He was a straight A student, had a 4.2 GPA, had a scholarship. No parent thinks that that will ever happen to their child. And I know that Johnny did not think that he was going to have a problem with it until he did. I would encourage you to cast aside any perceptions of what you think you know about marijuana. If you have not set foot in a dispensary in the past 10 years, you really are ignorant about the products that are available today, the dose dependency, how the brain is impacted in youth. We don't get into the whys and wherefores about legalization and policy, and we don't talk about adult use, we are specifically interested in keeping teens from using it so that they are educated and understand the data and how it harms their brains and hopefully choose to delay any use until their brains are formed. And maybe by then they won't even want to use it at all.
0: And where can people find more information about Johnny's Ambassadors?
1: We will help any parent who is worried about their teen's THC use. Just come and visit us online at johnny'sambassadors.org. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-S ambassadors.org.
0: Laura Stack, the founder of Johnny's Ambassadors, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.